0: Do you think you can break a $10 million run rate this year or do you need more time?
1: You know, as I said, we are not uh, sharing our numbers, but it's definitely, uh, you're going to be over that. Yeah.
0: You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Madhad Kanagabal. He is drives CodeLaith's overall strategy and execution. Over the last 15 years prior to founding the company, he worked on diverse systems and technology, including building highly scalable MMOR pg game server technology high-speed real-time video acquisition systems digital video engagement systems and artificial intelligence his book getting remote work done is also the original contributor of money manager x open source personal finance software and he holds a master's of science degree in engineering from boston university now building gitfilecloud.com. filecloud.com and on you ready to take us to the top yeah absolutely Okay, so you're playing in, I mean, this is a very, very hot space. So, so help us understand, how are you winning deals? What kind of customers are paying you?
1: Yeah, this is uh, the first question pretty much everybody asks us is, uh, how do you differentiate ourself, yourself uh, among giants? Um, Box, Dropbox, uh, Microsoft, Google. So the, the, the simple answer is, uh, we have a very unique differentiation where we provide solutions uh, for specific um, you know, areas and, and industries where they need complete data control and privacy. Uh, you can imagine organizations like um, you know, the military, intelligence forces, insurance um, and other uh, you know, organizations um, like government, for example, that really cannot put stuff uh, without a lot of you know, compliance and controls uh, are on place on the data that they, um, that they have. And mm-hmm. that's where we provide. That's uh, what FileCloud does. It's, it gives you complete control uh, because they host the data and they manage it um, either on their infrastructure, wherever it is, whether it's on premise or on,
0: on the cloud. Do you charge a sort of setup fee to install the on-prem solution or is that all on the customer?
1: Um, we don't charge uh, for any of that. Uh, our cost is all uh, inclu- inclusive, so support is included as part of that. And yeah, we, if needed, uh, our support team will go and do the setup for them if needed uh, and configure
0: it as, as needed. Okay. Tell me more about what customers pay you per month on average to use the technology.
1: Um, on an average cost, the ACV is around you know four thousand eight hundred dollars at most. Uh, but there's a huge difference in terms of our customer base. You know we have a lot of customers who are paying around thousand dollars a year uh, for uh, most of the, uh, for most of the uh, customers in there. And then there's a a, a lot of larger customers ranging from a million dollars. To you know, hundreds, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So yeah, there's a, there's a quite a bit of spread over there.
0: Yep. And and what's the main difference between a customer that's paying you a million dollars per year versus someone paying you five grand a year? Is it just number of files or the number of servers spun up?
1: Um, yes, it's actually number of users who are using the system. Really, that is the primary difference. Um, you know, it's the scale of deployment. So you're talking about twenty thousand users in a deployment versus you know, five users or maybe 10 or 20 users at the, the lower level. So it's, it's really the number of users. So our licensing is based on, on user count.
0: Yep. Yep. And you've got your file cloud server, your on-prem solution, your file cloud online, the per month per user price of build annually, I guess, is a difference between $50 per year and $120 per year. So significant upsell potential here in your base. Exactly. That is right. That's, That's right. Really and interesting. Have... Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so, so how many customers are you now serving
1: today? Uh, we are serving over uh you know three thousand plus customers. You know these are businesses uh, either spread uh, that we serve directly by ourselves or through our resellers or partners. So yeah, there's around three thousand plus businesses. Mm-hmm.
0: Take me back to launch day. This is always a special day. When did you launch the, the company?
1: Um. Well, the original company, uh, CodeLate, uh, was launched in two thousand uh, and uh, eight. Uh, and we worked on a different product back then, and then we pivoted in 2012 to FileCloud. So 2012 was the when we launched FileCloud as a product. Um, the first year we made like I don't know 300 dollars the whole year. Uh, you know, two to three years afterwards, uh, we are crossing around a million dollars in uh, ARR. So that's that's where that's
0: been the, the the tremendous journey we've been on so far. So that magic million dollar ARR moment for you happened in 2015. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations! And what are you guys at today? Uh, so we are a private
1: company at this point, so we don't share our revenue hours publicly at this point. Uh, but we've been growing uh, tremendously over the last, uh, you know, five six years. Uh, we have about uh, you know seventy five people right now in the company. So yeah,
0: still how a long way to go. But yeah, Get how many there. engineers on the seventy five team? Uh, it's over thirty five plus engineers. Okay. And did you decide to build? I see you're based in Austin. Did you decide to hire locally here in Austin, or did you use an outsourced development team somewhere else?
1: It's a combination. Uh, so we have a very strong uh, core founding team. That's all. Almost all of them are engineers, including myself. Uh, so which helped tremendously. Uh, you know, we do have about uh, you know some. We do have like twenty percent of the engineers in the US, and then the rest of it is
0: uh, is all spread across the world. We have people in Europe, South America um Asia as well. How do you find you know people listening right now wanting to use outsourcing developers they go, well how did Methad find these developers in Europe and Asia and I mean how did you find these folks?
1: Yeah, this has been one of the, the interesting challenges over time. you know unlike many companies, we really wanted to kind of uh, have the relationship with with uh, directly with uh, people. So we never went out and did outsourcing companies where we go and um, you know find a organization or a company, uh, that will outsource for us because I, I believe, really believe that uh, you need to have a connection between the company and the uh, directly the employee. Um, so we we you know we find use different uh, outlets. We have uh, I think there's a main one. Uh, we work remotely, and there's a whole bunch of other sites which we to re- we work remotely. Yes, that is it. Okay. yeah, that's one, and then there's a few other uh, sites which are very specific, targeted very specifically to remote work, um, and we, we use those.
0: Now, have you done all this bootstrapped or have you raised capital? It's 100% bootstrapped so far. I love that. So how many co-founders are there? Um, so it's myself and there's another,
1: uh, you know, um, let's see, five five more people. So there's a total of six people right now.
0: Oh, that's a lot of co-founders. How do you guys agree on everything? <laughs> um, well,
1: that's not been a problem. We each have our own uh, roles uh, that we all play. So each one has their own strengths. And that's kind of uh, helped us over the years because... Each of us specialized in one area, and it's not been a, a problem where you're stepping on other people's toes. Uh, we also know each other outside of uh, work, you know, and that helps a lot. You know, we have friends first, and then uh, co-founders next. But uh, that also helps,
0: you know, getting make sure that everybody's aligned. Madhav, how did you guys have the initial discussions around the equity split? Did you just take a hundred divided by six, so you each got fifteen percent of the business? That's exactly about right. Yeah. Really? Yes. Wow, there was no one that was like, "Hey, I'm giving up a bigger salary at Microsoft, so I want a little more." Or someone saying, "I'm going to work more full time on this than somebody else. I want twenty percent."
1: Yeah, they, 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 it's, it's a, you know this is a challenging discussion, uh, and you can always uh, there is no right or wrong answer. But then I said, "Well, if, if we are able to all work towards and find a win-win situation, you know, uh, you want to get hundred percent. You know, zero. You know, if even you have like some huge percentage of zero, that doesn't mean mean anything." So. To avoid all these differences, we have a, you know, I think we kind of have a very equitable structure.
0: Some of my most favorite stories are bootstrap founders that are outgrowing their VC backed competitors. So, what has your growth been over the past 12 months?
1: Um, The growth has been over, you know, I would say around 60% uh, overall. So, that's, uh, you know, uh, pretty good because we are at higher, uh, you know, revenue ranges and growing at that rate is harder. Uh, yep. but yeah,
0: that's kind of our uh, growth and
1: um,
0: going on. Yep. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. That's health. I mean, for bootstraps, that's That's great. Now, where are you getting new customers from? What do your growth channels look like?
1: Um, it's been organic mostly. So we've been in. Um, uh, you know, uh, I mean, we've been here for a while now. So at this point, we have done a lot of SEO. Uh, we do a little bit of SEM, but uh, most of it comes through SEO now with the growing traction what we are also seeing is uh, word of mouth is starting to kick in and we are seeing uh, you know a lot of more customers coming in because they worked in one company where they used us they moved to another company and then they they asked that company also starts using us for their
0: yeah, so you want people to lose their jobs because then when they join the new company <laughs> they bring you in and you have one customer turns to two Yes.
1: Uh, or maybe they're going to, you know, they're having career growth. So we want people to have career growth rather than losing their jobs. I think that's, that's a, a much
0: way sexier point. way to say it. Career yes. growth. Promotions. Yes. All right. Yes. Very good. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So what's next for you guys? Will you stay bootstrapped or will you look at raising capital or what?
1: Well, this is a good question. I think, uh, you know, We've got to this point without uh, outside capital, but then it's also challenging because you're limiting your growth, especially when the market and everything else around you is going faster and faster. In the last two years, especially, has been uh, interesting. We have been growing extremely fast uh, with very, very large deals uh, along the pipeline, which means we need to transform the company a little bit from a more SMB-focused company to potentially mid-market and enterprise. I don't know maybe it's going to be challenging to do this without external funding so we, we are exploring all options so you know nothing is really off the table yep. it's not like i have a philosophical uh, you know i'm against
0: getting uh, outside funding it's if just you did video. if you guys if you, all six of you did decide to go raise how much would you target
1: um i would say you know around 10 million would be a good good starting point uh, you know that will uh, get us to do certain things that we want to do over the last you know few years we, we couldn't do so far so i yeah. would say that's a good starting point
0: do you think you could convince at uh, your current economics do you think you could convince an investor to give you 10 million and maybe only take 10% of the company
1: um i, I would i would i think so i mean it, well it, let me let me see i mean it depends on where the valuation goes and i actually we haven't spent a lot of time trying to you know uh, necessarily figure out the valuation and so on and so forth Uh, so that's less of a concern so far it's not been uh, something that I've spent a lot of time analyzing and seeing that's what would work Um, you know obviously you know we want certain numbers but you again don't know what the external market looks at and looks at that from their perspective so you got to compare both of that uh, and and figure out what is going to be the what works. But again, that's not our primary objective right now. So it's, it's, it's something more of a hypothetical right now. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in terms of scale, though, you mentioned 3,000 customers, right? And a $4,800 average ACV. I mean, that puts you at north of a million dollars a month in revenue, correct? I mean, in mm-hmm. the right range.
1: Um, well, so the uh, it, it's just starting out uh, at, at this point where... So 3,000 customers, not necessarily through uh, direct customers. As I said, there are customers who go through our resellers and partners. So the uh, when I talk about ACVs, that's going through partners and other resellers as well.
0: Do you think you can break a ten million dollar run rate this year, or do you need more time? Um, I, I think <clears throat> you will know, be,
1: you know, as I said, we are not uh, sharing our numbers, but it's definitely we're going to be over that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just trying to get a sense of for growth plans and projections. I mean, does it do you feel good about being able to break that fairly quickly? The reason I ask is because I mean, based on the valuations I'm seeing in your space, if you break a $10 million run rate bootstrap so far, getting a 10x multiple for $100 million pre money valuation and raising 10 million and selling less than 10% of the company seems very, very doable. It's a very hot market right now. Absolutely.
1: As, as yeah. I say in the, the SaaS space, you know, getting to 1 million is impossible. Yeah. 10 million is uh, inevitable. Uh, our, our, I guess 10 million is extremely hard, and then almost 100 billion is uh, inevitable. Is that yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. Where would you, if you did raise and bring in 10 million capital, where would you invest it?
1: Um, so, to be operating this space requires us to be compliant, uh, requires us to have a lot of certifications, and these are some some expensive certifications and compliances. So, we'd spend uh, on that. Uh, we need to shore up our uh, you know, sales team uh, and potentially think, think about uh, things like outbound. and. So How like many are on the right
0: sales now. team right now? We have four sales
1: engineers. Full-time. With Quota? Uh, well, they don't actually operate on Quotas right now. No quotas. Okay.
0: Yeah. Why is that?
1: Well, I think uh, you mean when we started out, the, the sales team is actually fairly new. In fact, we got four sales time, full-time salespeople only starting uh, beginning of uh, last year. So this is fairly new. So what we want to see is exactly how does it all work when we have new salespeople ramping up and then we'll figure out the process of adding more. So we don't want to hurry the process too
0: fast in the beginning. Yep. Tell me more about channel partners. You mentioned this is a core strategy. How are you finding channel partners and how do you incentivize them to promote FileCloud? Uh, we have
1: over 200 plus channel partners right now around the globe uh, and they basically uh, sign up for a reseller program. Um, and there's also a service partner program. So the reseller program is basically we incentivize them by giving them discounts on the uh, you know actual price that we sell. So they, they
0: how, get a, how big
1: of a discount? It's a twenty percent starts at twenty percent uh, and then it ramps up based on volume of licenses. So they have they are pretty incentivized to bring in deals to us uh, potentially to uh, help us sell more file power licenses. And then there's a service power partners who take our software. And then hosted themselves and be a, a, almost a branded version of our software, which they resell to other,
0: you know, end customers like small businesses. White labeling. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Now, if a channel partner brings you a customer, do you own the customer and the credit card and the billing, or does the channel partner sit in between?
1: Um, for the channel partner, we don't. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the partner owns the customer. We don't build the customer directly. It's it's it's, it's it, we build the the reseller. Uh, same thing applies for uh, service partners as well. You know, they they actually want the customer. They're only building the channel. Their service partner, not the end
0: customer. I see. Okay. Do you think a lot of your future growth will come from these channel partner relationships?
1: Um, it's it's been changing. Uh, what we see is that the resellers, we definitely see a lot of growth in their space. Channel uh, like service partners, not so much. I think just because of the consolidation going on in the space, people like to use maybe more uh, you know specific uh, services. Out there already, so the hosting itself is going down a little bit as a as a as a general trend, but resellers uh, space is pretty big, and we are seeing growth in that for sure. Interesting.
0: All right, let's wrap up here. Uh, or sorry, before we wrap up with the famous five, talking about churn, critical in any SaaS company. What's your gross revenue churn look like the past twelve months?
1: Uh, gross revenue churn is going to be around, um, you know, I think it's around eighty percent. Um, you know, so eighty percent is yeah.
0: That's that's our Approximate number. 80% is retention or churn? Sorry, I meant retention. I, didn't, I was going to say, that yes. would be bad if that was churn. So you're,
1: yes. churn, you're yeah, keeping- Yeah, gro- gross is 80%. Net is over 110% uh, net revenue retention. I always think more about it in terms of re- revenue retention because it's easier to think about it rather than the other way in churn. Yeah.
0: So, so you churn about 20% of your revenue on a gross basis, but that yes. same customer cohort, you expand by 30%. So net net, your net dollar retention is 110%. Exactly. That is right. That is right. Yeah, that's and a they, legal-
1: And the, uh, you know, the reason for the churn is because we actually have a lot of SMBs um, in Mm -hmm. our space and SMBs churn a lot more. And especially in last year, 2020 was a brutal year for for them.
0: Yeah, Medhan, good stuff. Let's wrap up here with the Famous Five. Number one, favorite business book? Uh, Well, it's not a business book, but it's a a book I
1: love. It's called The Manual by Epictetus. It's it's, it's just a fantastic book for...
0: uh, Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying?
1: Um, I like uh, Jason Lemkin uh, from Soster. Yeah, number three. What's your favorite online
0: tool for building file cloud?
1: Uh, Favorite one? Well, I love Balsamic mockups. I use it a lot. It's a wireframing tool. I I also love
0: Balsamic. I feel like it doesn't get enough love. It's the best. I know.
1: It's fantastic. You, You know, it kinds of things to...
0: On that detail instead of going somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. When I get thoughts out of my head and I need to spec them for my Trello board for my dev team, I always put them on balsamic and then a screenshot of balsamic into Trello. Exactly. All right. Number four, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night? I
1: found that sleep is a very important thing. I get at least 10 hours. Um, That's great. If I'm not sleeping enough, I get cranky the next day. So I, I really want to preserve my sleep.
0: And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Married, two kids. And how old are you? Uh, 45. 45. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Uh, Well, everything is
1: not black or white.
0: You know, that's what I think. Yeah. Guys, uh, filecloud.com competing in a very uh, competitive space. When you look at Dropbox and others, they're giving these brands more privacy with their on-prem options, serving over 3000 customers. A lot of the growth coming from channel partners. They did a hundred bucks in revenue back in 2012 when they launched, broke a million in 2015. Now scaling, hoping to pass 10 million in terms of run right here very soon. They're building this and doing this all completely bootstrapped. A team of 75 people, 35 engineers, four sales folks that just joined. We'll see if that's a profitable channel to scale. They've got 110% net dollar retention as Madame looks to keep scaling six co-founders, each own 15%. We'll see what happens next. Madam, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you.